4: I think it's important to remember the context here. Uh, the Georgia legislation is built on a lie. We
5: hey, see cases That's the wrong one. Hold uh-uh, on. Uh uh. Uh-uh.
6: Uh The most influential anchors on our net- network, the highest paid, are men. Are we going back? Uh, my no, bosses, my executives, Forging are forward. men. This is the right one. The, the person who oversees CNN Dayside is a man, and my executive producer for 10 years. Is a man, so I have been surrounded by a lot of men.
3: Mr. Do you think the Masters golf tournament should be moved out of Georgia.
7: I think that's up to the, uh, the Masters. The best way to deal with this is for Georgia and other states to smarten up. Stop it. But now that Biden's in, Charles, so I, I don't know. Do you find yourself sometimes saying, "Oh boy, there's a there's a nasty comedy bit I can unload on Biden," but. I saying to yourself, I approve of him so much I'm I'm gonna pull this punch. Do you find that happening?
8: I can't deny that that has happened. I mean I, I I think that's I think that's probably true across the board.
5: But mostly Dan, do you need an ambulance? Because you don't sound so good. You did a Joe Biden at last cut. That is Dan Rather with Samantha B. Last we just played. I gotta defer always to my dear mother. About Dan Rather, she was a stewardess on Air Force One, and she said he was a perfect gentleman, which was not necessarily the norm of that flight, of that uh, press plane, or the press section, whatever it was. She also um, tipped her cap to Roger Mudd, who just died, as Mm. being a standout gentleman. So, Alice, good day, how are you? I'm pretty well we've just oh you're sick everybody in the house sick. is sick except for me which is glorious that i've been exempted <laughs> from this
9: maybe it's your covid shot
5: May, perhaps it is or my healthy living or perhaps god is smiling upon me alice for maybe. several reasons so one you look lovely you're wearing a little jerry callahan mm-hmm. shirt we just uh texted that out to tweeted that out alice once again objectifying you for uh chicken
9: objectifying for- little jerry
5: Little Jerry Callahan. Exactly. It's a great shirt. These shirts are, are cool, guys. If you um, check them out, if you want them. They are, they're, they're good. I'm, I like them. I'm wearing one actually right now, as a matter of fact. Here, I'll show you. This is the, uh, if you can see, is it showing? hmm
9: Crazy ain't Beyonce's Crazy husband.
5: Crazy just Beyonce's husband as well. And um, so, yeah, if you want this stuff, it's, it's cool. We don't, we don't. Uh, like we added like a buck or something. Yeah, it's we, not, like we don't intend like two to make any money off, off of each it.
9: shirt. It's not
5: like- right, so we- it's like a buck added on or whatever. It's so they're, they're, they're we made
9: them cheap because we want a lot of them.
5: So right, we want them and we want you to be able to get them. And I don't think we're gonna get rich in the shirt business. So, <laughs> but check them out. There's there's some cool stuff there, and we'll take your submissions too if you want. To. I want to start with an audible, Alice. I am very proud and pleased of a mm-hmm. somebody follows me on Twitter. I assume listens to this show. It has a great cut. A guy named. Guy named uh, Hernando Keller, uh, mm-hmm. who's oh no, he's a listener to the Burn Barrel Pod. Says right, he forwarded this video and says and said, uh, "What in the actual bleep is she talking about?" This is AOC having a conversation uh, featuring members of the New York congressional delegation with a guy named Michael Miller. Is it? I don't know what he does. It doesn't matter. Is it? The, I see. I assume the G- JCRC is Jewish. Something. I don't know. Who cares. Uh, Oh, it it says it right there. Okay. Jewish (laughs) Community Relations Council of New York. And he asks her about is peace between Israelis and Palestinians. Boston University, you must be so proud.
3: What actions do you think can be taken to support movements towards peace, uh, both between Israelis and Palestinians, as well as within the entire region, such as uh, the Abraham Accords?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... You know, earlier just now, you and I were were, were talking... Some to- of the
5: Cubs I like, too, is what we're getting <laughs> here, essentially. This is uh, who is your favorite uh, Chicago White Sox player to Obama. She is already spinning wheels and trying to conjure up words to fill air because she is lost within the question.
2: About the what and the how. Yes. And I think that when we talk about a st- when she
5: says the what and the how, she's gesticulating because that's very important. That shows how well she knows the subject matter.
2: Establishing peace, um, centering people's humanities, protecting people's rights.
5: <sighs> did you hear that word, Alice? What were What word did we hear?
2: I wasn't listening. I'm sorry.
5: What were you doing?
9: I was looking at a news story about how Facebook has been faking their diversity statistics. Oh,
5: yeah. So she she said centering. We need Mm. to be centering. This is a great, it's a great Weasley woke word.
2: Humanities, protecting people's rights. Centering people's humanities. Centering people's people's humanities.
5: A little bit later in the show, we're going to use another Weasley woke marketing word, Mm -hmm. a term, level setting. Oh. We're going to level set a little bit later in the show. Oh, God. When you hear somebody say level set, know that they're full of bleep and you're being lied to or talked around or over. All right. Oh. Okay. Back to AOC. Where are you, AOC? She was centering.
2: It's It's not just about the what and the, the end goal, which often gets a lot of focus, um, but I actually think it's much more about the how.
5: Were you like my wife, not listening to the question, AOC? <laughs> were you doing something else while you yeah, was asking she the question? know what the question was? No, we were in the a pie in the sky, nuanced land here. And
2: the way that we are coming together, and how we are, how we interpret that what, and how we act uh, in, you know, the <laughs> actions that we take to get to that what. And so, what this really is about is that it's a question more than anything else about process. And so we really need to make sure that, um, that we are valuing The
5: interview. actually has, um, has left the uh, room, has gone into his uh, garage, started his car, and is revving the engine for some reason. I don't know.
2: A process where all parties are respected and have, you know, a lot of equal um, opportunity to really make sure that we are negotiating good faith, etc.
5: Boston University. Boston University, my father's alma mater. Alma mater, Alice. Mm-hmm. AOC's alma mater. All that money, all that money that it costs to go to that place. This is what we're getting. She has. This is now. We are one minute and sixteen seconds into this, and she is not. Uh, she is not established a cogent thought, or dispensed a bit of wisdom, or a substantive. Or non-substantive answer, there is nothing happening coming out of AOC at the moment.
2: That being said, you know I think that there's there's just this one central issue of um, of settlements because if we if the what if the what that has been decided on is to stay, then the action of settlements is in it, it's not the how to get to that what, and so you know I think that that's a, a central thing that we need to make sure that. Um, we center and that we value the deflation
5: that Michael Miller, CEO of the Jewish community relations council of New York must be feeling right now is profound. Can you imagine being this far into the answer to the question and knowing that it's petered out long ago, any chance of this thing being answered in any cogent way has gone away.
2: Um, Jewish, and and rather we value Israeli um, uh, uh, we value e- the, plane, e- the, the safety and and the human rights of Israelis. we value the safety and the human rights of Palestinians in that process that is similar and that uh, on on um, equal footing. and so all of that is extremely important in that process. Um, and
5: so there you go. Good luck with that Bon chance. That is uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is the congressman from somewhere in New York around Brooklyn, and that is her answer to to establishing peace between Israelis and Palestinians. (laughs) Good luck. So there's something else before, everybody's talking about this, but I just want to hit it just for a second before we go on. You probably know by now that United Airlines is hiring. So they've put out an advertisement, an advertisement, and there is a commercial as well. And here's their ad. This is their Twitter ad. Our flight deck should, re, uh, our flight deck should reflect the diverse group of people on board uh, our planes every day. That's why we plan for 50% of the 5,000 pilots we train in the next decade to be women or people of color. Learn more and apply now. You can apply right here. You and I can apply. Fifty percent of the next five thousand pilots <clears throat> to be women or people of color. I'm not going to. Everybody in the world has talked about this. It is uh, problematic that it, that uh, you know hiring for um, pilots is no longer going to be uh, merit based. You would think that you would want somebody who's very competent with the controls and navigation and cool under fire, you'd think that those characteristics are things that you'd be looking for rather than, uh, you know, the uh, all-important characteristics of your features and and uh, melanin. You know, I realize that uh, that Elmo and the uh, new woke Muppets of, um, on Sesame Street may not feel that way, but it's very important. It's not a reassuring thing to know that the uh, cockpit of the airplane is really diverse. You would want the best people, best flyers of planes in there. The best people at their jobs. If that means all black people, that's fine. Of all white people, that's fine. All women, that's fine. All men, that's fine. All trans, that's fine. It doesn't matter. This is not a secret. It's not like you're gonna go, you know. Oh, you know what? It's, I am so happy. I just went up to the cockpit, and I am thrilled to tell you that it's so diverse up there, honey. You know, on the um, you know, on the other hand, unfortunately, it's uh, about to plunge into a cliff too. Uh, because unfortunately you know the uh, acumen for flying the plane was not uh, was not uh, featured in the um you know assigning of uh pilots licenses or whatever they are jobs here at United airlines that is not brilliant that is dumb it's this this wokeness you know gravity it's all these moths gravitating towards the woke uh light and it's, it makes no sense it makes as much sense as what you just heard was he a- said. Say, no, she said some level setting. She used some words there that you're supposed to use. Um, centered. You know, we have to make sure that people are centered, that they're seen, that they're heard. Systems. Spaces. All that BS. All It's all just BS. Woke jargon. But all that this is is performance. It's performative uh, imagery and symbolic nothingness. And the fact that if it's something that's in an elected official, that's fine because who cares? They're morons. Whatever. They're vacuous. Largely anyway. We don't necessarily need it in uh, cockpits or in places where things matter, where we really have to do adults play adult games for a while. So we can't do all this woke BS. It is not helpful. Nobody really believes it. If United Airlines wants to be woke and helpful, United Airlines is uh, centered. I'm sorry. Is um is uh, located in uh, Chicago, I believe. If you want to help black people in Chicago, there's a little problem in Chicago uh, with black people getting shot and killed. So if United wanted to, they could do something there. But of course, that's not uh, a woke, uh, you know, uh, showing a woke promenade of just how noble you are, that would be real hard work that uh, would not get the exposure that you're looking for. Because once again, it's just all marketing people and more marketing people and more marketing people and more marketing people. So do something really wokey on Twitter. Say something bold. It'll get in the news cycle. It's earned media. Yay. High fives in the in the boardroom and nothing gets done. And once again, the most marginalized communities, Remain marginalized, but you all feel good because you're going to Evanston, Illinois to sleep in a nice area where people in the south side of Chicago just have to, you know, step over chalk body outlines all day on the way to schools. If they're open, which they probably aren't. Congratulations. Glad you feel uh, good about that. All righty. Um, Let's see. By the way, thanks for everybody for checking out my sub stack today. <sighs> Enjoyed writing a column about um, about uh, Asa Hutchinson and Tucker. I, wait a second! I can't believe I don't have that audio. How do I not have that audio? I'll have to grab that. I'm going to play that right now. Asa, I can't believe I didn't grab the Asa Hutchinson audio, Alice. What am I, moron? I don't know. I'm going to grab that right now. Asa Hutchin, Hus, Hutchinson and Tucker Carlson. Asa Hutchinson is the governor of Arkansas. He's a guy who I have liked for a long time. He was really good in impeachment in '98, and because I was uh, so such a man about town and and socialite, I watched every bit of it and enjoyed every bit of it. Lindsey Graham, Henry Hyde, uh, Asa hutchinson did a great job. Uh, but um, but so Asa Hutchinson, he vetoed a bill in Arkansas that would that was going to essentially outlaw. Um, Sterilization of trans kids People under 18 Well a-
9: any like hormone treatments Puberty blockers um, Transition hormones And surgeries for anyone under 18 You know regardless of if their parents Give permission or anything else Which I think is It's a debatable position mm-hmm. From a conservative viewpoint Like should people be allowed to do this stuff If the parents want and the doctor wants And the kid wants I tend to be nervous about how that type of law would be used against conservatives. Uh, You know, for example, for quote unquote conversion therapy, if you take your child to a therapist who doesn't want them to like liberals are always trying to make that illegal. And I don't agree with that because I think you have the right to seek the medical treatment for your child that you want, even if it's not even if it's wrong medical treatment. And I think that the I think that the transmedical treatments are wrong, like morally wrong. But but well, we're, I think we're talking also, about like
5: a 14 year old kid. Yeah. So it's who, under
9: 18. Who, but I think
5: who, who or a girl mm-hmm. who wants to have top surgery.
9: <clears throat> right.
5: To have her breast removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though this her um, her her malady, her emotional um, malady right gender dysphoria may be a temporary thing that subsides in two years she may be a totally different person remember these are teenagers anyway and these are mental health issues right she's now somebody with forever bearing the scars and the change that she's done yes yes, to herself
9: right and so and
5: it's that is a nightmare thing to even think about it's so disquieting
9: it is It is. But I'm just saying and I agree with you like I actually do ultimately agree with the. I come down on the side of agreeing with the bill and wishing that he hadn't vetoed it. However, I do think that I think it's a defensible position to say that I think parents should parents, kids, doctors in working together should be allowed to make a decision to to do a medical treatment that even that I think is terrible, you know. I, yeah, so, I don't know if
5: I agree with, with so, you. So, I mean, case. I,
9: well, I don't. I'm not saying I agree mm-hmm. with that. But I'm just saying I think that is a defensible position. But what asa Hutchinson it, did was you know, not defend it the would position. Be,
5: it would be much more defensible, Alice, is mm-hmm. if parents weren't using their kids to display their wokeness. Yeah. Uh, broadly, throughout the United States, parents love mm-hmm. doing it. They use their kids as much as possible. Oh, Johnny made a little Black Lives Matter poster today. Parents love doing this. Love it. They're happy to do it. They feel good about Mm -hmm. themselves. Yeah. I
9: mean, I I guess to me, all I'm saying is like I prioritize more wanting to make sure parents have rights to not let kids do it without their permission. That's my like mm -hmm. number one thing. And like I could understand a debate about making it illegal for other people that have nothing to do with me or my life, you know?
5: Like, yeah, no, I get you. I get you. I get so, you. And, and Asa Hutchinson...
9: And so I think he could have defended the position better than he did last night.
5: We He got hit by a locomotive <laughs> out of nowhere. But Asa Hush- Hutchinson is a consistent conservative. Mm-hmm. A very decent man. A good politician. And he is not the problem out there. Right. On this issue, he's feeling the pressure. Or he's feeling on this issue, he's wishy-washy for whatever reason. He, mm-hmm. he also feels that there should be something, uh, there should be some sanctity between a family and their doctor and decisions that are made. Mm-hmm. And that's a discussion, like you said, to have. But because Asa Hutchinson is who he is, Tucker Carlson was not having it.
1: Well, the legislature in Arkansas recently passed a bill that would ban doctors from prescribing so-called puberty blockers, heavy-duty hormones, to children who believe they're transgender. The law also bans surgeons from physical castration of children. But the governor of Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson, vetoed that bill on Monday. Legislatures in Arkansas just voted to override that veto, which brings us to where we are right now. Asa Hutchinson is the governor of Arkansas, and he joins us to talk about this story. Governor, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it in the middle of all this. Now, I, I think of you as a conservative. Here you've come out publicly as pro-choice on the question of chemical castration of children. What changed?
3: Oh, well, first of all, uh, your teaser as you led into this program did not accurately represent the bill. If this had been a bill that simply prohibited chemical castration, I would have signed the bill. But Tucker, as you know, this bill was overbroad, it was extreme, it went far beyond what you just said. And I made it clear that this if this was about prohibiting uh, procedures, uh, sex reassignment surgery, absolutely, I would have signed that bill, but this again is the first law in the nation that uh, invokes uh, the state between uh, medical decisions, parents who consent to that, and uh, the decision of the patient and so this goes way too far and in fact it doesn't even have a grandfather clause that those uh, young people that okay. are under hormonal oh, treatment oh, okay, if, uh, if, 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 I, could just, if I could just correct
1: you for a second well this is chemical castration of course if you stop puberty and suppress the sex hormones you're chemically castrating someone so our, our, our description was correct But let me just ask you, I mean, there are all kinds of we're talking about minors, children here, and there are all kinds of things in Arkansas. Kids in every state are not allowed to do. Get married, drink a beer, get a tattoo. Why do you think it's important for conservatives to make certain that children can block their puberty, be chemically castrated? Why is that a conservative value, if you would tell us?
3: Well, first of all, you have parents involved in very difficult decisions. You have physicians that are involved in these decisions. And uh, I go back to William Buckley. I go back to Ronald Reagan, the principles of our party, uh, which believes in a limited role of government. Are we as a party abandoning? This is a
5: strategic mistake by Asa Hutchinson. So Mm -hmm. he's suggesting that one of the tenants. Tenants. Tenants of conservatism mm-hmm. is uh, the individual choice and right. the non-interventionism of the state in private matters. And to put that aside is to say that a tenant then, ergo, as you say also, <laughs> is that we condone the what some people consider the Brutal augmentation of bodies and destruction of and damage of young kids' bodies Mm -hmm. for something that may just be a phase. But the uh, the destruction is forever. And that we should stand by and let that happen. And that's where he gets on the wrong side of Tucker. And Tucker's not having it and says absolutely not. And he was being, and Hutchinson was being cute bringing up William F. Buckley and and Reagan as if either of those guys would be for this, you know, for this kind of. This kind of surgery,
3: mm-hmm. a limited role of government, and saying we're going to invoke the government decision making over and above physicians, over and above healthcare, over and above parents, and saying so uh, you can't so do you that. you believe it's uh, You cannot engage how, how in that.
1: Much, how deeply have you studied this this topic? Uh, with respect, it doesn't sound like you've studied it very deeply. I mean, this is a, an emerging field. There's not a lot of research, but the research that exists suggests that depression. And the urge to self-harm and suicide is a component, is a side effect of taking these hormones. A study in the UK showed the overwhelming majority of kids, of children, on puberty-blocking hormones had the urge to hurt themselves. Why is that responsible medicine to do that to children? Why would you support something like that?
3: Well, I actually uh, reviewed some of that study. I reviewed the high court decision there, and I think they are uh, different than what you're talking about here. Sure, there's a lot of unknowns here. Uh, I studied this bill uh, in contrast to what you just said. I spent a lot of time reviewing cases, uh, meeting with people, listening to Mm -hmm. the experts, as well as to faith leaders as well. And I'm a person of faith, uh, but at the same time, I'm a person of limited role of government. Uh, I sign pro life bills. Uh, I sign many bills that uh, would be looked at as uh, very conservative, but this is one that crosses the line. There's no need for it. Hold on, hold on. I'm I'm sorry, but hold uh, on. You say there's no need for it, but you
1: just said you've said that you've seen research that shows the mental health of children who receive puberty-blocking drugs improves. What is that research, exactly?
3: Well, the research that I've seen shows that these troubled youth, these ones that uh, have gender dysphoria, that uh, they uh, also have depression, They have suicidal tendencies. It's a higher suicide rate than others. And they go to their parents. The parents go to doctors. And they try to deal with this very difficult issue. I don't think we should deny them health care.
1: Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're the governor. You just vetoed this bill. You said you're familiar with the studies. No one disputes that children who are asking for puberty-blocking drugs have been recommended to their parents or doctors may be depressed. That seems very likely. I think the studies show it cite one specific study that shows puberty blocking drugs improves the condition does it make children less depressed does it make them less likely to harm themselves to commit suicide just name one study that shows that please
3: well i would refer you to the american academy of Pediatrics. I would refer you to uh, the indo- uh, the uh, the physicians that came out in opposition to this bill because they understood the risk to these young. So
5: I'm not going to go through the whole thing. This is not actually the Fox News Radio Network, but but uh, but Tucker has none of it. Hutchinson is is off is off balance for the rest of the thing. And this is, this is, and I wrote about it today, this is Tucker's line on the sand. This is him establishing the point of demarcation between real conservatives and fake conservatives or cowardly conservatives. And so he, he sacrificed Asa Hutchinson to show the world, holding up Asa's head <laughs> to conservatives saying, no, this is what our battle lines are. It starts right here in this tough battle. We stand up to this horse bleep, even though the, they, there are forces out there that are pushing this stuff that will cancel you in a second. If and if I had a a vehicle, a job anymore, uh, you know, where I garnered a paycheck, which I haven't had in a couple of weeks, um, you know, I, I would be absolutely canceled if I ran this and ran what I wrote today in our paper or, or any paper. So, mm-hmm. and anybody else? I mean, you know, I'm on with Jerry Callahan. Obviously, he, he got in hot water. He and Kirk got in hot water because they dared to have an opinion on this, which was divergent from the progressive opinion. So, and you've seen this stuff everywhere. But this is where the battle line has to has to start. There's no nobody wants anything putative or or, or bad or violence to happen to fellow human beings, especially those with mental health issues, especially kids. I mean, the idea is that we don't do something that irreparably harms them, that they have to live with forever because they went through a bad patch when they were teenagers Mm -hmm. based on a science that is not settled. Not settled what? uh, And as a matter of fact, if you listen, listen to Abigail Schreier and some others, they talk about the self-harm that happens to these people after they have these procedures.
9: Right. The science is being uh, commandeered by activists right now, and there may come a point in the future when there's actually been real studies. But, like, all these drugs are being used off-label at the moment. Puberty blockers aren't meant to be used for this. They're meant to be used for precocious puberty when a kid, you know, for whatever reason, um, goes into puberty at a very young age and they need more time to grow and their bones to develop and everything, you know. So they're used for that. Um, but but all these drugs are being used um, off-label for essentially experimental purposes right now. There's no, like, real standard of care developed that goes with any of this. And the idea that, that we're telling parents there's some settled science on the basis of what activists are pushing, uh, it, it's really just wrong. It's it's incorrect. And, you know, I think that, that that is, like, one really great thing about this bill, is that it, like, taps the brakes on this whole thing and says, wait a minute. right? See what happens. It could turn out to be fine. And then, when you're 18, then you know come back and take whatever experimental drugs to screw up your body that you want to take but like right. but there has to be a point and and I do agree with Tucker's point like we do yes we're the party of limited government but like you know there are still things that are illegal murder is illegal like abortion should be illegal but it's not but but you know but most conservatives believe abortion should be illegal right like right. Well, we conservatives, believe there's limits to what you can decide to do with your doctor personally if it involves another person
5: well so, yes we believe uh, fundamentally in the protection of the citizenry
9: right so you know i think that it it is a protecting children bill and i recognize that people have different views on that um in particular trans activists do but that's um you know this is not a position that most people agree with at the end of the day.
5: No, and including most people who say they agree with it. People are so afraid of this issue because this came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Suddenly it was, we need to have uh, kids in school uh, transitioning – they need to be able to take drugs, do top surgeries, bottom surgery, all these things, and and change themselves forever. Right. Absolutely. Because And if you don't let them right now, that's violence towards them because not only are they victims of violence and murder, they're being killed in the streets, but you're going to push them into suicide. So if you even question it, mm-hmm. you're causing harm and possibly death. So they start off, these activists start off, already 9 out of 10 pissed off at us. And that's why they're irate. When you talk to them, they are irate for you to even have the – and it's crazy. And for – we have to push back. You can't live – have a society like this, a civilization Mm -hmm. like this, where we are cajoled and bullied into taking positions. And you better – you better celebrate it. You better think it's awesome. You better – no. We're not – I'm not the one demanding everybody bend to my wacky new reality. Mm Mm-hmm. No. That's not how that works you're asking the world society to bend to your version of your reality
9: right and i think that it's notable and part of why what tucker did was so important is how much um not just democrats but conservatives have moved on this issue very rapidly over a short period of time um you know Obama was elected saying marriage was between a man and a woman in a year when California on the same ballot passed Prop 8 that mm-hmm. made marriage between a man and a woman. And um, the idea that in a 13 year period, we've gone from that to, um, you know, children with open access to puberty blocking and um, hormonal drugs that they can take for the rest of their lives with little to no gatekeeping process at all and get these invasive surgeries and you know ruin their chances of having children for the rest of their lives like we don't let children get their tubes tied either you know because we assume well at the moment well yeah I mean it and I think it's um...
5: although I. go ahead
9: um so I guess what I what I was going to say is that you know people are upset and this is like part of the David French drag queen story hour thing which mm-hmm. is such a it sort of got blown up into a bigger thing than it was because I don't think David French even likes drag queen story hours but he was saying essentially that people other people should be free to do them they shouldn't be illegal um and you know conservatives are sick of the Republicans standing up and saying you know, like, oh, yeah, we don't agree with it, but we're not going to do anything to stop it all the time while the left pushes forward and forward and forward and forward. And conservative justices are passing marriage equality through the courts with no uh, laws being passed. It's just, you know, we- we've everything has changed. And the people who are saying, can we wait a second and see, you know, what the actual ramifications of any of this are? Are being treated like total pariahs. So I don't know.
5: But it's also I, I don't I can't equate it with or compare it to gay marriage. I think it's two totally different things.
9: Because that's adults.
5: Well, that's adults. One, two. A lot of that is the is, is transactional. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a paper uh, transaction, a paper covenant. Mm-hmm. It's a contract. It literally is a town hall, a contract. And there are some, and there are some. Uh, debates about, um, you know, whether uh, whether assets should be divided up between same sex couples as they are with you know mixed sex mm-hmm. couples, whatever. And I think those are legitimate to have. I think there were some stories about there was a very famous story ten years ago about a lesbian couple where one of the people died, the other one couldn't inherit or something, some some things mm-hmm. because. And I think those are legitimate to 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 go after. But the other thing that you know, there were a whole bunch of people as well. Who were defending the institution of marriage, the sacred institution of marriage, Mm -hmm. and saying it would be diminished a little bit if we were, because marriage was between a man and a woman, but if Mm -hmm. we were taking two men, uh, that it would be diminished. And I I think that's different. Still, with that, nobody's hurt. I also don't buy that because the straights have screwed up marriage just fine. Oh, before, yeah. Before I'm Gaines also against got there.
9: no fault divorce, but that's a whole other right. story. Uh, wait, but...
5: does, who, does, that, does that screw me? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Am I well, in? Do I lose? What well, do I It get? used
9: to be before no fault divorce that you had to have a reason to get divorced. Okay. Like infidelity, like you had to blame one of the people for oh. doing something that somebody messed up the marriage. You couldn't just, like, be like oh well i guess mm-hmm. we're done like that wasn't a thing so but now that there's no fault divorce it's obviously much easier to get divorced for any and all reasons whatsoever. right
5: but i don't think like i don't think there's no relationship between the gay marriage debate other than that other than it's it's a push against more orthodox uh yeah. just kind of puritan mm-hmm. belief system i don't think i think that gay marriage i think gay marriage is a good thing
9: i mean so I guess on gay marriage, my position is that the government shouldn't call anything marriage and that, you know, anybody gay, straight, not married should be able to form a household with somebody else. Right. So sure. if you say you hadn't married me and you were a bachelor and you and Jimmy lived together and bought a house together, Jimmy's that's, my brother. that's his brother. Sorry. And you and your brother lived together and bought a house together. Like, why shouldn't you be able to file your taxes together and ID each other at the morgue if one of you dies or something? Right. Like Mm what? You know, why shouldn't you be able to form a household and file taxes jointly as a household like a married couple does? Married or not. Like, what's the difference between that? And, you know, and now... So that's a
5: legal part of marriage. Right. So, like,
9: shouldn't... I mean, and so I think we should just stop calling what the government does marriage because it's not really. And then it's it's a bunch of legal contractual rights that you sign up for, right? And, like, why shouldn't you be able to do it? Why shouldn't you be able... You know, if you live with an elderly parent, be able to sign them up. Well, and I guess we have Medicare, so it doesn't matter. But, like, why – say you live with your niece or nephew. Why shouldn't you be able to sign them up for your health insurance? Why shouldn't you be able to, you know, with an adult friend, form a household and sign up for health insurance together as a family and, you know, do all the Mm -hmm. things that a married couple would do? Why not? Legally speaking. Right. Like, why do you have to be in love or – you
5: know have. okay that's kind of the libertarian step right? back that's take like, away analytical and I understand that but I do mm-hmm. think that we want to be promoting marriages marriages are good for the world they're good for uh, communities you know you're more right. invested in the community You're, it's better for incomes it's it's you know obviously uh, kids who are who come up with two parents are greatly benefit right for for that uh, so I think generally we want to – I don't even know how we got here but we generally we do promote marriages I think it's a it's a, yeah. it's a good idea mm-hmm I did hear, um, what is, it? Andrew Sullivan has this great line, Alice, about, uh, it's. This, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this line because I heard it from, I heard it like fourth hand from Katie Herzog talking about Andrew Sullivan, talking about saying this through somebody else, mm-hmm. but saying uh, the difference between uh, gay and lesbian second dates mm-hmm. is uh, for gay men, there's no second dates. There are none uh for lesbians um on the second date the the woman pulls up with a u-haul mm-hmm. isn't that good yeah so that's andrew sullivan that's not, not you. me okay. yes so gotcha. i can't cancel me for that and I'll, i'm for gay marriage by the way so i get i'm i'm cool i'm in um okay we should get to some of this stuff here some of this uh housekeeping if you will else. Uh, This is yesterday, but Steve Ducey asked Joe Biden about the Masters. Remember, he blew up, he torched uh, Atlanta so that, you know, the uh, 20,000 hospitality industry workers, not including then all of the Uber drivers and everybody else who was going to gain money, uh, gain uh, jobs, uh, you know, at least half of whom are black, uh, gained robust uh, benefit. Are screwed now. So are you going to do the same about the Masters, Joe Biden? Do you
3: think the Masters golf tournament should be moved out of Georgia?
7: I think that's up to the uh, the Masters. Look, uh...
5: that's up to them. Now MLB, he thought it would be a good idea if they move, and MLB cited Biden as one of the reasons they moved the All Star Game to mm-hmm. to uh, Denver. This is this guy is cocking this up, as English would say. Mm -hmm. This ain't good. He is completely inconsistent. You know, um, it is
7: reassuring to see that uh, for-profit operations and businesses are speaking up about how these new Jim Crow laws
5: can you imagine this guy saying this? A president of the United States right. calling these just Jim Crow laws? Jim Crow means something really serious, oftentimes right. involving death. And now he says, no, no, I think the masters should do their own thing. But it's really good that these that these for-profit things do the right thing and, and go and, and activist be activists against them. So which one is it? Or is it both?
7: Are just antithetical to who we are. There's another side to it, too.
5: This is... The moment where he hits a new height of audacity. The other side of it, too, what is it, Joe?
7: The other side of it, too, is when they, in fact, move out of Georgia, the people who need the help the most, people who are making hourly wages, sometimes get hurt the most.
5: Well, I mean, I don't know, but I remember some dolt from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue Deeming that they should move out of Georgia And so they did And so those people are hurt the most So who are you pointing your finger at Joe Who are you Who are you vilifying for this
7: I think it's a very tough decision For a corporation to make Or a group to make But I respect them when they make that judgment And I support whatever judgment they make But it's The best way to deal with this Is for Georgia and other states To smarten up Stop
5: it Stop it Man, this guy is a cynical guy. You might think he's Mister yeah. Empathy, and he's not uh, totally cogent. And he's he labors a lot when he speaks, but he is up to some bad stuff.
10: Mm-hmm.
9: It's so, it's like almost threatening. Well, the best way to fix it is if oh, yeah. they smarten up. If they just change their laws,
5: you don't build, don't do legislation built on lies. Mm-hmm. In the eyes of Joe Biden, that's what you can't do. And if you do, well, he's going to make strong suggestions
9: to private companies to yes. do something else
5: yes incredible incredible uh, on the other theme of these this administration have its bleeped together and are they the most transparent administration ever
1: the dhs secretary is reportedly looking to finish some gaps in the southern border how does that fit with president biden's day one executive order to stop border wall construction
4: well wall construction remains paused the-
1: okay
5: that right there is not true Mm -hmm. The DHS secretary confirmed it today, as a matter of fact, was asked again and said, yes, they're finishing. They're building more wall. So she could say wall construction remains paused. But that doesn't mean that wall construction remains paused because wall construction remains ongoing. Right. Right now.
4: The extent permitted by law. So some has already been funded through uh, congressional uh, authorization and, and funding allocation.
5: This is double speak.
4: Uh, but as agencies uh, develop for a plan, uh, uh, it's paused while agencies are developing a plan for the president on the management of the federal funds. When the administration took office, as you referenced. So you have
5: heard so far three times it's paused, paused, mm-hmm. paused,
4: paused. Had been diverted from congressionally appropriated military construction projects. Uh, and other appropriated purposes toward building the wall, and wall construction was being challenged in multiple lawsuits in, for for much of the wall, I should say, not all of it, by plaintiffs who allege serious environmental and safety issues. Under those circumstances, uh, federal agencies are continuing to review wall contracts and develop a plan to submit to the president soon. It is
5: so. It's paused. It's co- totally paused. Let's just listen to her finish this out. There's only seconds, seven seconds left. It is paused. Uh, there is uh, some.
4: Limited construction that has been funded and allocated for, but it is uh, otherwise paused.
5: Other than all of the construction, it's otherwise paused. Oh. This is the most, thank God, truth over lies. Truth is back. So now we
9: have not only the concentration camps at the border, we also have the evil remain in Mexico policy that we're attempting to renegotiate with Mexico, and now we have the wall, too.
5: Correct. Correct. <laughs> All we so need Trump now is, was right about yes.
9: literally everything.
5: I just hope so, somehow Biden gets Mexico to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Now, speaking of the wall, you know, I just t- told you about Dan Rather. He talked mm-hmm. to Samantha Bee, who's somebody who's not a, who's not a She's a thing. comedian, correct? She's a comedian. Yes. She's very funny. I, <laughs> everything I've heard from her so far has been very funny. And Dan Rather is talking to her about Now that it is it's great thing about Dan being 96 is mm-hmm. that he says stuff you know, for everybody to hear now. You can hear what he's saying. You know, now that our guy's in, don't you want to, like, you know, be hands off? Do
7: you or do you not find yourself sometimes at least tempted to kind of pull your punches? In other words, you, you um, myself, and a lot of people right. were m- more or less free swingers when mm-hmm. uh, swingers against President Trump. But now that Biden's in sure i don't know do you find yourself sometimes saying oh boy there's a there's a nasty comedy bit i can unload on biden but i saying to yourself i approve of him so much i'm I'm gonna pull this punch do you find that happening
5: the best thing about that is that dan rather said like me he included himself (laughs) like in my reporting over the last 86 years i want to pull my punches
8: I can't deny that that has happened. I mean, I, I, I think that's, I think that's probably true across the board. You're like, okay, well, we could be making jokes about.
5: We could, you know, as part of a comedy show, we could be making jokes about you know big newsmakers mm-hmm. who are who everybody could relate to easily, so the jokes would be easy to do and understandable by the audience. We could be doing that.
8: Could be making jokes about the infrastructure plan, but in general, I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I mean, what am I? Why would I <laughs> purposefully? undermine something that is seems to be a great idea
5: trains there's nothing to make fun of uh, with trains locomotives steaming across the country that doesn't seem like antiquated and fodder for a comedian at all
8: pretty much across the board like i don't i don't need to make jokes just to make jokes like i
5: like no it's not like i'm a comedian dan
8: to make really targeted jokes there are more worthy targets right now i think um certainly we're planning on doing a segment about what's happening at the border because we really don't understand it and we really want to understand it so you know they're not going to be immune to our like comedically interrogating what they're doing
5: like We we do them about the border, but we just don't understand it. You know, context matters, Dan. It's not that we're going to be rash and make, uh, you know, jokes and, and viciously sharp allegations without understanding fully what's going on.
8: Ivanka Trump, who works at the White House, chose to post the second most oblivious tweet we've seen this week. You know, Ivanka, that's a beautiful photo of you and your child, but let me just say, one mother to another... Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless c. He listens to you. Put on something tight and low cut and tell your father to fing stop it.
5: There you go. You know. Hilarious. She understood everything about that time Mm -hmm. when kids were in little cages, but this time, no, 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 no. I can't just jump to conclusions and use foul language and everyone
9: knows biden's not swayed by attractive women wearing um tight low-cut clothing especially
5: the wives of cops uh indeed so uh just another look at this this is too good i i i think that the next few years the media landscape is going to look completely different than it does now i don't think that these these institutions these companies these corporations can sustain It's too Mm -hmm. much. If you saw today, John Zimmer, the guy who runs um, uh, Lyft, was on CNN with Poppy Harlow. And she asks him about, you know, she's all in. She wants, she's got a CNN show. So what are they? They're activists. So she asks him, hey, what are you going to do here? Where are you on, Georgia? What are you going to do? Now, this is audio I got from Media Research Center, so it, it, it only has one of his responses, and the center, this, this centers on him, on her, at her activism. Listen to how she speaks.
10: Simply put, to make it really clear for our viewers, does Lyft oppose the new voting law in Georgia and SB7 that passed in Texas and similar restrictive voting laws across the country?
5: Similar? Do you oppose similar restrictive voting laws? Whether or not it expanded voting in Georgia or not, do you oppose them? John Zimmer of Lyft, you know, a wussified CEO? Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. Uh, we, We believe that elected officials should make it easier, not harder to vote.
10: But you oppose boycotts,
5: which is interesting given the discussion. Listen to her strong-arm him and listen to all these questions in a row. This Once again, this is edited. It's just her questions from Media Research Center.
10: So I I think the question then becomes, look, if you just look at Georgia, Texas, Arizona, for example, you guys operate in 101 cities in those states. That's about 15% of your total market. What are you going to do to fight laws that are on the cusp of passing in those states and others?
5: What are you gonna do, John Zimmer? You would lift, what are you gonna do? Because we'll be shining a light on what you do and don't do.
10: Is it is it all you can do? I mean, that's really the question now because a lot of these most restrictive laws and bills have been proposed after the 2020 election. And you are pushing now uh, publicly passing of the John Lewis Voting Rights Act that basically fills what was gutted from it by the Supreme Court in 2013. Is there more you can actually do? Like, would you consider pulling out of a city? Is it now your job as the head of a, of a public company to use your power?
5: Will you pull out of a city mm-hmm. if they pass any legislation that we at CNN and the Biden administration, remember They CNN, Stelter was calling Fox state media, state run media right. a couple months ago? These people are going and headhunting for the now Biden administration. Telling
10: companies, which cities they're allowed to operate in.
5: Absolutely. And your
10: money to decide and push what you think is best for people even outside of your core business, I wonder if you think using your voice louder and more CEOs speaking out sooner about this law in Georgia as it was making its way through the state I legislature, so. Or as Texas, if that would have made a difference, because there are some looking now and saying, "Why weren't you guys screaming at the top of your lungs?" a month ago
5: you hear that there's some looking now john and saying why weren't you guys screaming at the top of your lungs a month ago you know it would be shame if something happened to lift john people are screaming it's happening out there incredible that's why this cnn cannot sustain I, i mean it's 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 finito between that and the freaking cuomo stuff you're at the um warehouse tonight right yes i am what time do you have to go
9: I have to leave around seven, so we do have to wrap up kind of soon.
5: Okay, so I have the Brooke Baldwin stuff here. Let me just play a little bit. Of this. Brooke Baldwin is leaving CNN. Mm-hmm. I'll just play like two minutes of this. This is her um, talking to Ms. Magazine, which I believe was uh, established by Gloria Steinem. Okay. So here's Brooke Baldwin. This is how you keep up with the boys.
6: Let me let me lift the curtain a little bit. And again, this is only my experience here at CNN. But you know, in my so I've I've been anchoring. For 10 plus years, the majority of that time, two hours in the afternoon. And in that time, um, you know, the 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 most influential anchors on our net, network, the highest paid are men. Uh, my bosses, my executives are men. The the person who oversees CNN Dayside is a man. And my executive producer for 10 years is a man.
5: So I- How, Way to look petty. Way yeah. to look petty. You know what? The, you know, Jake Tapper's not bitching about the gender of people around him. You know, not oh, well, this guy's Well, a-.
9: that's his privilege,
5: Tom. Well, but you know what? There are people who work at CNN who want to be on air and want to have Brick Baldwin's job, but the girl who has the anchor job is tall and gorgeous. The other girl who's the uh, who's a reporter for the White House is gorgeous. The girl who's in the in the um the US Capitol Bureau is gorgeous. You know, Brick Baldwin is gorgeous. You know, so it's like this is this club is something everybody gets in one way or another. Some of them due to their characteristics. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in the you're in the conversation alone, Brooke, because of something that you had no control of. So there are more deserving people than you as well who have voices who want to be heard too. For her to complain, ugh. I have been surrounded by a lot of men. And
6: I do think it is changing. Um, I know it is changing just by looking at some of the faces that are popping up more and more on our channel and on other channels. But that is just, and even going back to my early 20s, you know, I mean, the majority of my time spent as a cub reporter on into my 30s was spent with majority male photographers running around shooting stories at whatever city I was living in at the time.
5: Male photoğs are numerous, mostly because especially in days past, the camera's heavy as hell. And
6: yes, there would be certainly women in the newsroom, but oftentimes, especially early on, they were women with very sharp elbows.
5: And so Right. Those because you're in the media and people mm-hmm. have sharp elbows. Yeah, only the men some do people complain <laughs> yes, only some people complain about it. There's a lot of backstabbing happening there.
6: Oh, so I I was surrounded by a lot of dudes.
5: Man, self pity is Poor box office, said the great man, Alice. And, uh, although I will give her one thing, she was given some crappy assignments that no person should have. I
1: do
6: have. Let me show you my shock face on who's already drinking. Dude, Um, do you know what time it is in New Orleans? It's not even 8 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock
5: somewhere. Hold that. that. Oh, no, no, no. we got to do it now. you got to do it now. Cheers.
6: This is way too early to start this. This is way too early to start this. What is he thinking?
5: Unfortunately, Brooke Baldwin was was sentenced to multiple New Year's Eve 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 gigs with a drunken uh, Don Lemon. (laughs)
9: Lucky, lucky her. Um, A few other updates on random things floating around the internet. Um, Battle lines are starting to be drawn for 2024 on the Republican side. As everyone knows now by this point, I think Um, Ron DeSantis is emerging as an early frontrunner. And um, uh, Mike Pence has been making moves. He has announced a... um, a group called Advancing American Freedom Group that's a pack that in their advisory board is looking like a group of people that's probably going to be his big boosters. So it includes David Bernhardt, Kirk Cameron, (laughs) Kellyanne Conway, Kelly Craft.
5: The religious set.
9: Ken Cribb, Jim Daly, Marjorie Dannenfelser, Jim DeMint, Doug Ducey, Calista Gingrich, Newt Gingrich. um, I love Kirk
5: Cameron.
9: (laughs) Larry Kudlow. Um... Yeah, that's assuming. Rick Santorum, Scott Walker, Seema Verma, so a good. He's got a good crowd starting to get lined up on his. Some of that crowd peels
5: off if Trump runs again. That's true, including Pence himself.
9: (laughs) Yes, but um, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Oh, Star Parker's on here too. Uh, Lots of interesting people. So we'll see what happens. It. I mean. Everyone's talking about Ron DeSantis right now. People were talking about Christy Noem and Aja, Asa Hutchinson mm-hmm. not too long ago, and they've managed to self-immolate yes, already. Them, yes. um, and, you know, at this point in years past, we would have been talking about Scott Walker or mm-hmm. whoever who never ended up materializing really at all in 2016. So, you know, just interesting tidbits. Um, Randy Weingarten has been busy. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, she's lashing but,
5: out uh, lashing out against the Jews.
9: Well, that's one thing, but she also uh flew on a private plane to Bend, Oregon uh, for what's like a 3-hour car ride um 4-hour drive. It says uh to go see places in in Bend, Oregon, from her normal place where she is in California. And she replied on Twitter when she got called out for this. Really, do your homework. It's a public flight on boutique air. And the only way I could do six meetings today, three meetings in Salem slash Portland and three meetings in Bend to say thank you for the amazing essential workers we represent. So... As far as I know, though, uh, the kids aren't being allowed to go to multiple in-person meetings. Right. No,
5: they're, she's they're... on a, Randy's on a uh, thank you tour.
9: Um. Yeah, but, it, it, and as you mentioned, she also, at one of her meetings, I guess, called out Jews for being part of the ownership class. She is right. Jewish That's... herself, but she it feels that they're using their privilege inappropriately now that they're part of the ownership class and they're trying to pull up the ladder behind them so that's great i think that's uh awesome rhetoric for people to be using about jewish people I think it's terrible but um we will be on twitter that's at burn barrel pod we're also on gab and parlor at burn podcast we are indeed we're oh, on nice. gab uh, we're also at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. And we are Tom Shannick's Burn Barrel on YouTube. Uh, if all else fails, you can send us an email. That's podcast at gmail.com. But subscribe so you always get episodes right away, whether that's YouTube or iTunes or wherever. And uh, write us a review. Leave us a note. We love to talk to you.